Saturday with Conor Mungon on RTE Radio 1. Hello again. Well, the pressure on Minister for Public Expenditure, Pascal Donoghue, is still very much on this weekend as questions over the van, the workers, the raffle tickets and when is a donation not a donation continue. He'll come before the Dáil again on Tuesday to make another statement and also on this occasion answer questions from the opposition. But today, in a separate development, Fine Gael has released documents from the Standards and Public Office Commission it received under Freedom of Information showing Sinn Féin provided mistaken information uh, to SIPO on a number of occasions. Um, Kathleen Function, to you first on this. Sinn Féin have already admitted they were wrong uh, to disclose, not to disclose a 7,000 payment to the Standards and Public Office Commission to an opinion poll company in the UK until two years after the fact. Your colleagues in Sinn Féin have also had to correct the record on their claim that they went to SIPO proactively about this. It turns out they went to SIPO after it was raised with them by the Irish Times and now we see that there was uh, corrections of what was provided to SIPO on a further occasion as well. Uh, with all the fuss about Pascal Donoghue, has this provided everybody else now with a rod to beat you with? No, I wouldn't um, accept that at all, Colm. First of all, we're 100% compliant with SIPO. Um, second of all, when the thing was, when the error was brought to the attention, it was uh, rectified immediately. It's expenditure that the party, it was coming from its own resources, so it's not... And it was brought to your attention two years later. Yeah, well, whenever it was brought to our attention, it was it was rectified. I mean, like, as I immediate said... Immediate after two years. Sorry? It was brought immediately, but after two years. Well, that's what I just said. Whenever sure. it was brought to our attention, it was rectified. And as I was trying to say there, it is different than a political donation. I think it's very, very different. And I actually think it really is serious uh, desperation on Fianna Gael's part to try and first of all all of this is available publicly so it's not like it's new information anyone can get this on you know the SIPO website or, or look up anybody's election return so it's not like you know, they've, they've I don't know revealed some fantastic new information um, it was as, as soon as it was brought to the attention of the party the issue was rectified Pascal Donoghue his issue was brought in 2017 it was not rectified at that time and we're talking about a political donation by one individual that individual then ends up on the on the board of the land development agency you know the minister for finance now the minister for public expenditure and reform he has very very serious questions to answer and i think he should have done that right. last week in the doll I would hope that he is going to do that this Tuesday and there should be adequate time for opposition to ask him questions and for him to answer the questions. And the last point I want to make right. on this this is a really uh, important no, point. I will, I, will, I will come back to you on it, but I just... Uh, well, Fianna Gael have had 12 years in power and SIPO have been calling for uh, increased powers and sure. that, sh that should be done. But, and if they're very serious about this, then start you, you, that process this week you, on Monday. Your party and indeed I think the Labour Party as well accused Pascal Donoghue during the week of reverse engineering his figures uh, in order to comply with the uh, spending limits in elections. Now, ascribing, I suppose, that motive to him, that reverse engineering, why should anybody believe, therefore, that you had any different motive for coming up with, uh, for notifying SIPO af after two years? Why should people believe that you're any more virtuous? I think it's very different when there's a genuine error and somebody then just doesn't 
2017 it's brought to their attention and they don't actually do anything about it when right. it was brought to our attention we did everything we did whatever had to be done to amend it we're compliant with SIPO okay. and we're well within the spending limits of the 2020 general election James Brown Sinn Féin are compliant with SIPO there was uh, a, a correction in, in the documentation which I think the one of the, the from the SIPO end of things the correspondence shows that uh, it was highlighted about a document but the other accurate document had also been provided Pascal Donoghue still has questions to answer and I'm confident uh, Pascal Donoghue will answer those questions next week um, uh, so he will but I think you know I'm sure Sinn Féin would have said they were compliant before they made the amendments to SIPO as well and I think what was really interesting is that Sinn Féin had to go back and make two further amendments on the same issue and uh, you know I, I'm not so sure that Sinn Féin can say that they're compliant now when they have to make know, three hang on a second. different hang amendments on a second. that's a very serious accusation well, we are compliant with SIPO 100% and SIPO but you would have said that, that before you made those three amendments I know, as well the, the, in fairness the, um, the documents don't show now that that. Sinn Féin are not compliant yeah. with SIPO on this particular mm. issue. But Pascal Dunner, there's a further issue now coming up about the 2020 election campaign and we're being told there is an issue. We're not being told what it is. Could it not have been left until Tuesday for this to be brought up? Or why is why is the public being teased about this particular other issue to keep people hanging on as to what it is? If it's going to be released before he stands up in the doll, maybe come out and do an extensive interview before he stands up in the doll. Or if it's going to be left to the doll, get up and answer the questions and be accountable to the opposition. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't preempt what uh, Pascal Donoghue is going to say next week, but I am confident that he will put this matter to bed and bring clarity to any questions that there are out there. I think, look, in fairness to the doll. Why are you confident about that? I mean, if you haven't got the answers you want so far, why are you confident you'll get them on Tuesday? I'm confident because of the, my experience with Minister Pascal Donoghue. I think he's proven himself to be an extremely capable uh, guy and an honourable guy over the years. So I think, look, he, he has found himself in a situation... Everybody's now. experience is good till it's not. What mm. makes you confident that you're going to get the answers you're going to get on Tuesday when heretofore you haven't got mm. those answers? Well, I think I think Pascal Donoghue who felt he had given those answers, but he has done uh, carried out his reviews well, of yeah, in the order, situation. It, it, in order to get, give answers, you have to take questions. He didn't do that the first time round. So he's the author of his own misfortune on this one, isn't he? Look, he has put himself into a challenging situation. And I think, look, you have to decide, I suppose, when you're going into the door to deal with a situation, how serious is the situation and what is the best and most appropriate way to address it? Like we do have SIPO, an independent body, who's charged with investigating these matters. And we do have to kind of assess to what level and what degree the door, where you are accountable and you do have to answer questions, but whether to what extent it should have set up a parallel investigative role. I think Pascal went in, felt what he was doing would address the well, situation. Well, your party leader encouraged it, it, Barry Cowan to go in and make a statement to the mm-hmm. doll. He feels the doll is an appropriate forum in which mm-hmm. to do business. Why isn't it for Pascal Donoghue then? Well, it is. And, Pas- uh, and Pascal right. did feel that he was going to address the situation. It clearly didn't. And he was going to go in and okay. answer questions. Okay. Gary on Gannon, can I just week? get a bit of local intel from you first? What does it cost to put up posters around Dublin Central? <laughs> Actually, in the Gannon household the other day, there was some ridicule happening because all my posters were put up by my family and yeah. um, family, friends. Uh, well, how, actually, how many, how many, how, well, how many posters can the Gannons put up in an hour? The, well, the Gannons put them up very slowly. Though. I think it was two weeks into the election by the time they were in Army Ma's kitchen. So there has been some ribbon about that in the house this week. So I don't know, all my posters in 2016. So put up yeah. by volunteers and, and does the 
two posters an hour calculation. Oh, how, what do you make of that? Do the I cannons work f- slower I or faster than that? I have memories of my dad going up, um, my dad and my brother going up doors, actually pushing a trolley with a ladder in the hand. He didn't have a van at the time. Um, so yeah, they're not easy to put up. They're incredibly difficult to go up. They don't go up too. It does seem... Yeah, two an hour. You could certainly get a lot more than two an hour. Okay. And what are your concerns in advance then of Tuesday? Oh, like in terms of concerns, I've got much broader concerns than this. But I think it's very important to recognise that the opposition does have a job of work to do with the whole government to account. Leo Varadkar himself set a precedent when he came into the doll and answered questions for 90 minutes when his own SIPO inquiry was undercard. There was a farcical situation at the doll last week where my own party leader, for example, Roisin Shortall, stood up numbers of times and asked, could we just have questions and answers? That could have finished this whole situation. The government themselves decided not to do that. And it's Pascal Donahue and the government's fault that this is being led into the next week. And you're right, coming out from talking about protests, about hospitals and all these important issues. But this is the government's fault and it's a failure of their making and it's their job to remove themselves from it. But what I would like to see in terms of legacy is the reform of SIPO and with the calls that have been made for the last 20 or 12 years, certainly. So with, that can be a positive legacy from this. All right. Kathleen Function, would you not have waited until Pascal Donahue stood up on Tuesday and provided more answers, maybe as, as the final opportunity to do it, before you'd have accused him of something as serious as reverse engineering his answers? Um, I don't recall saying that. I You're think your colleague Pierre Sargent okay. might have accused him of, of uh, reverse I think he was probably talking figures. about um, the, the situation last Tuesday in terms of all the drip feed of information that came out in ter- you know because we know from other returns of other candidates that had posters put up was in the region of two and a half thousand to put them up and I think a total of five thousand have the posters put up and taken down so in terms of the figures mm. um, with in terms of other candidates it doesn't add up um, but he does need to come in and answer the questions and he should have done that last week um, he should do that this, this week definitely he also could come out today and make a statement and clarify a lot more of the issue as well but I do think that you know we do need to see SIPO uh, getting the, the increased powers because a lot of government representatives have okay. said that it's a matter for SIPO but they've been sitting there for the last right. 12 years and they haven't given SIPO the, the additional okay. powers right. they've and been looking for. That's all we have time for today. Sean Marlon was the broadcast coordinator. Research was by Andrew Fleming. Kieran Cullen was in sound and the programme was produced by Regina Henley. Stay tuned for Saturday Sport with Damien O'Mara and Mary Crow. Saturday with Colm O'Mungon on RTE Radio 1.